Welcome to today's episode of The Power of Reinvention. I'm Kathy Sharp Ross, and we're here to talk with my guests about the dreams, the visions, and the passions that individuals have every day and dare to explore them. Whether it's business or personal, you're entitled to live the life that you want, and no matter the circumstances, you have the power to create success, fulfill your dreams, and live with passion. That's what I'm talking about. So dare greatly and happy reinventing, folks. Let's do this. Welcome to the Reinvention Podcast, which is the power of reinvention. I am super excited to have everybody here today, and we are going to have a wonderful conversation with my guests, Hillary and Wendy from Boss Talks. Um, we're going to start with a little reading for my book, as we always love to do, because since I couldn't go on book tour when I launched my book and it debuted March 7th, a year ago, and or a year and a half ago at this point, I launched the Reinvention Virtual Chat Series so that I could bring the content to the people and the people to the content and have had 109 episodes up until today. Today is episode 110, which is really amazing and just had the most extraordinary conversation. So I'm really thrilled. I was honored to be a guest at a Boss Talks event that was live in person that we just did in late September um, with Hillary and Wendy. And these are two unbelievable women. So I'm going to do a little reading for my book and then introduce them. And we're going to jump right into a conversation. I'm going to read a little bit from chapter four today. It's called The Balancing Act. Long ago, before I had children, in fact, before I was even married, I read an article that hit me hard. It was about priorities. The article stated that human beings are capable of effectively managing three priorities in life at any given time. Three, if we try to do more, we'll end up faltering on all of them. Three has always been an important number to me. I came from a family of three girls. I've lived in three countries. Growing up, I had two best friends. We were the three musketeers, as far as I can remember them. I have three boys, two sons and one husband. The concept of choosing three things to prioritize felt almost spiritual to me. Still, as a successful businesswoman, I had far more than three priorities in my life, probably more than 10, and that doesn't even include family, fitness, or any of the other things I'm supposed to work on every day to be happy and healthy. Fast forward 30 years and life, 30 plus years, and life is certainly no simpler than it used to be. Choosing three priorities still seems impossible. Most people aren't able to limit themselves to three social media accounts, let alone three total life priorities. And yet, if curiosity is an act of self-care, which I firmly believe it is, we owe it to ourselves to explore what those three life priorities might be especially if we feel less than stellar about our current situation. After all, some of us are happy in our marriages, but feel uninspired at work. Others dream of a more fulfilling love life, but are completely in tune on the work front. Still, some of us feel a quiet tug for a bit more excitement in life, while others feel the need to stage a complete mutiny. Whatever the case, the only way to answer the yearning is to get up close with you, the real you, and determine what lights you up, what sets you off, and what will bring your life into a more divine expression. So let's get started. 
And let's get started with Hillary and Wendy, because these two women are such incredible stories of taking life by the horns and creating what you want and figuring out what your priorities are. So I felt like that was such a perfect passage to read from the book. So welcome, Hillary. Welcome, Wendy. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Kathy. We're happy to be here. Well, I'm going to read just a little bit about the two of you and share a little bit about what Boss Talks is. And then we're going to kind of go into a little bit more deeper dive with both of you. Hillary Gatsby is referred to as a Renaissance woman and a, quote, Jill of all trades by Forbes. Hillary is an Amazon bestselling author, event expert and master connector. She has an international business degree from the American University of Paris and an extensive business development background, including experience with such brands as Ralph Lauren, Gucci, Valentino, and Vera Wang. Wendy Boyden, Esquire, has held the leadership roles both as an accomplished litigator and senior executive in the employment practices, technology, and cyber insurance industry. Wendy has been passionate in her roles about mentoring young women to help them successfully navigate challenges in order to reach their career goals and ascend to top corporate ranks. These two incredible ladies came together and formed Boss Talks, which I'm just going to read a little bit about because I think it's so great to have the context of what they're up to. And certainly, I encourage you to go check out their website at some point, not while we're talking, because I want you to really focus, but we'll put information in the chat so that you can get the link to their website and also just sort of follow some of the amazing work that they're doing. Um, Boss Talks is a global membership community that empowers women entrepreneurs and business leaders all over the globe to step out of isolation and level up in their businesses and careers and enable them to unleash their revenue potential. Boss Talks provides the mentorship, business, and social connections and community support to women to ensure their businesses and careers thrive and increase their economic footprint globally. They launched it back in 2014, and I'm going to let them really tell you more about it. I don't want to sit here reading when I have the two women here to talk to you all about it. So let's start with you, Hillary, because you're on the left side of my screen and I'm a lefty, so we're going to go from left to right. Um, Hillary, let's talk a little bit about you, your background, and a really fun question that I want you to kind of start with as you start to tell your story. Yeah. Who was little Hillary? Did little Hillary know that she was going to grow up to do what she's doing today? Did you have like dreams and fantasies about what (laughs) life was going to do? I mean, it's always so interesting to kind of take a moment. And one of my chapters is called Hello, Are You Still In There? Mm -hmm. And I just love that notion of kind of tapping in once in a while to who we used to be or what our dreams were and figure out whether, you know, we're even close to what they were with all the twists and turns in life. So... (laughs) <laughs> little Hillary was very different than big Hillary, obviously. Um, but I'm a natural born connector and I love connecting people to each other and to opportunities, especially women. And when I was a little girl, that actually wasn't the case. Um, I didn't have a lot of female relationships, not good. They, they weren't very close female relationships. I felt that there was a lot of bullying or, you know, um, a lot of cliques that were formed in, you know, junior high and high school. And even when I was in, you know, when I was in elementary school, there were a lot of cliques that formed and I had always wanted to have 
I always wanted women to actually help each other because we're we're women. I mean, why why would we compete with each other? Why would right. we be mean to each other, right? And so I um that was kind of always my goal was really to to have women be nice to each other and to help one another instead of instead of tear each other down. And I actually I wanted to be an attorney. <laughs> like Wendy when I was, when I was younger. Um, and it didn't happen that way. I ended up leaving, um, when I was 19 years old to, um, to Paris, France to go to school. And I became a a jeune fille au pair, which is a nanny in French for a French family. And I ended up studying business. I was, I was pre-law, but I started, started in business and, um, and I have a degree in international business from the American University of Paris. And then I went into the fashion industry. Fabulous. <laughs> so, right. you know, very, very different from where I am now. And then fast forward to 2008, I I was trying to figure out what it is that I wanted to do. I had worked for different people. And we were in a position kind of where we are now is where the economy was not great. Um, we were really trying to reinvent ourselves. And I just started to, I decided to start a business that was all about connecting people. So through the platform of events, and that's really where everything started for me when it came to, to really connecting. I did have an opportunity when I was 15. My mother was always a master connector as well. And when I was 15, she introduced me to somebody. She actually introduced me to Steve Wynn when I was 15 years old. And he was the reason why I, I was able to get my foot in the door at Ralph Lauren in Paris. And so I knew how to leverage a connection. I just didn't know what I was going to do with it. And then I turned it into a business for companies like Toyota and the Four Seasons. And um, and that's kind of how everything started with me and, and connecting and connecting people to opportunity. And then the women's side just came because I was a woman entrepreneur and I had to navigate the waters and I had to figure it out. And not one woman would send the elevator back down. Mm. And it was very difficult for women to help me. So I turned to men and I had great male mentors, but unfortunately, um, you know, no women. And so I decided to create it instead. I love that. Um, (laughs) I love that. And and as we should, you know, and, and kudos to you because you really you understand the nuance of what is going on and have really built a business um, around that, which is so important for all those that come after us. I mean, 30 years of running a company as I have as a female founder, there's been nothing greater, no greater joy than actually sending that elevator back down and the mentoring that I love to do and the time that I will take no matter how busy to be there for people who really want a chance and want to be exposed to what's possible. So that's beautiful. Thank you. Um, And do you find that, uh, you know, it seems like there's a lot more of this now in the world. It's a different environment. I always say when I started my business 30 years ago, these conversations did not exist. I just had to believe in myself and go for it and took what I wanted you know, I didn't ask for permission and, you know, that's just always been my nature, but do you feel that it's a different environment now as well? I do. I I feel that I, I think you have to create the environment though, right? You have to, you have to put yourself into the right environment because if you don't, 
it, there are still women that don't help other women. It's, yeah. it's unfortunate that it does, but I do believe that it is, it is starting to happen more and more. And I feel like it's happening more and more since we've been in this pandemic. Yeah, no, that's true. I think you're right about that. So I'm going to switch gears to Wendy and Wendy, welcome and hello. And I would love you likewise to share a little bit of your story, a little bit of who little Wendy was growing up. And did you envision your badass self doing what you're doing now with your life and, and just where you are in the world? Well, Lyndall Wendy was a troublemaker. <laughs> shocker. I am so I know shocked that's to hear shock, that. But she was a little troublemaker. She was a younger sibling um, and basically, you know, wanted to rebel against being, doing what I was supposed to do and status quo. And, um, you know, I always wanted to stand out and much to the chagrin of my mother, um, <laughs> who just wanted me to fall in line. Right. Um, and she grew up during a different time. So, and, and, you know, in a different scenario. And, and so, you know, it was just difficult for, for her to manage that. But, you know, as far as like, I mean, I just, I never wanted to be with one click. I never wanted to be like, and I believe me, I, I, I experienced the same thing as Hillary, a lot of cattiness, um, you know, with, with women not supporting each other and, and their priorities just being in the, in the wrong place. Um, and, you know, I, I ultimately really caught on to being an attorney, um, when I was in high school, because I, I was in, I was on the mock trial team and I was, you know, I was just like, I was grilling the shit out of this, <laughs> this poor kid. Right. <laughs> he was like the alleged sexual harasser. And I was like going at him and I was like, I really like this, you know, I mean, like. I feel, I feel like it just isn't, it's invigorating. It gets my blood flowing. And um, I decided I really enjoyed employment because um, it allowed me to do multi, you know, a, a lot of different things. It allowed me to be reactive um, in representing people who, you know, have been treated unfairly under the law, but it also gives me the opportunity to help businesses on the other side be proactive so that, they, they create an environment where, you know, these situations are less likely to happen. So I kind of wanted to be on both sides of the coin, but in any event, I, um, you know, I went to, when I went to law school, um, you know, I, I, I mean, we, we all supported each other. Um, we had a great environment and then I got to the legal world and I just felt that a lot of the women partners were, kind of dead set on putting you through the process they went through Yeah. Um, when they were, then when they were entering the profession, which it was basically, you know, just, just horrible. Um, it, and, you know, they, they just, they didn't, they didn't treat me like, you know, like, oh, you know what, this was bad for me. So I really want to make it easier for you. Um, and I, it really struck me that, I wanted to, you know, because I went through this kind of challenge, I really wanted to make it easier for other women who are up and coming because a lot of us don't open our mouths. A lot of us don't ask for help. Um, and I wanted to be an open resource there for them to be able to, you know, to trust that, you know, I, I, um, there's more than enough success to go around. So yeah. anyway, that is why I got, I was so, 
um, enamored with, you know, with what Hillary was doing because it was basically making that process easier. Um, I mean, another event happened, you know, in my life where I was, you know, I went from law to corporate and then corporate to entrepreneurship. And when I wanted to go to entrepreneurship, I, 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 I didn't do it because I didn't have the community. I didn't have the connections. All of my connections were corporate. Um, I didn't have any, you know, any, any women um, entrepreneur mentors that, um, that I could, that I could rely on or that I could go to. Yeah. And I don't think there's really anything out there that provided you with a mentor. Yeah. Um, none, nonetheless, like a, a, a female mentor. So um, this was something I was really passionate about. And when I met Hillary and I saw, you know, th- what, what boss talks was and what it was doing, um, I was just like, we, we got to take this global. Like we, we, we need, we need to have this in every city. We need to have this community in every city that is, right. you know, that women know about that. They know that they don't have to do it on their own. So share a little bit about how that works. How do you scale Wendy and Hillary? And how do you create, you know, the chapters that you have around the country and the world to really sort of be on brand with your message? And I think, you know, what you've done is remarkable and it's continuing to grow. What What's that journey look like for you both in terms of, you know, not only doing that and scaling the business, but turning it into a real business model as well? I mean, that's, you know, no easy feat. It, it is. And I'll save Hillary on her voice because I know... <laughs> She's got a she's got a little throat issue, but um, you know it, we we scale it by a very um, very uh, streamlined process where and it's and it's really the same process we use for our speakers. Um, if if they are women who are in the trenches, they're doing it or they've done it and they want to help other women, we have been fortunate to find um, we've been fortunate to find fifteen other women in the U.S. and Canada. Um, they reached out to us actually um, through social media yeah. and, you know, we got to talk because they saw what we were doing. They're like, I want that in my city. And so, you know, as with, with that type of um, drive and desire to, you know, and, and understanding that starting a community like this, not only is like beneficial to the, the women in the community, but it's also beneficial to them because they are creating those relationships as well that could benefit their business. Right. So it's, it's basically a win-win for everybody. So before um, COVID were these, sorry, before COVID, these were a lot of in-person meetings, a lot of gatherings. Um, we know from Hillary that she was just in Chicago, you know, doing that and sadly picked up COVID along the way. So I'm really sorry, sorry, Hillary, that you're feeling that way today while you're with us. And thank you for being on here, feeling the way you are. Um, you know, again, it just shows the resilience of who you are and and what you, <laughs> you do for the cause and for the business. Um, but you were doing these in person, right? So we, we were, mm-hmm. yeah. we did them for six years in person. Uh, we started in 2014 as, as a speaker series called Secrets of Successful Women Entrepreneurs. Right. Very long. And in marketing, you know, you've got to shorten it. So we we rebranded in 2016 to Boss Talks. And, um, you know, I had also, I had worked with other, other women's organizations and 
I didn't feel like the members were that involved. And one of, and what I think that our secret sauce is, is that we are co-creating something together with our chapter directors, with our members. And that's, that's where the success comes in. That's where if you, if you involve people to co-create something with you, it's, it's more of a movement than anything. Yeah. And the more people you, you add into the movement, the, the faster it will grow. And that's what we've been able to do over the past year and a half is, is, is really grow into 10 cities and, and 14 countries. It's amazing. And so the resources that you offer to people, what, what is it that makes someone want to join? Um, we love to be mentored, but are there, you know, what are some of the other things that come with that, that relationship that one has with boss talks in the community? Absolutely. So a lot, actually. Um, so when you join Boss Talks, not only are you joining a, a, a sisterhood that is willing to help you, every single woman who is a member wants to help you succeed. Mm-hmm. The other part is, is that we have very carefully vetted our quarterly mentors. So every quarter, our members get a mentor, they get a, a mentorship by top female business leaders and coaches. Award-winning. Um, what's that, Wendy? Award-winning. Award-winning. Yeah. Yes. C- coaches and mentors. Um, every quarter they get it, they, they get something and it's in several different areas, mindset and leadership, social media, marketing, branding, PR and visibility. We, we have like eight mentors right now that are just incredible. So you end up getting more than, you know, you get more than one monthly training really, um, as part of it. And then on top of that, all the events that we do with these incredible female speakers who have really been there, done that and, and can give you the tips of what to do and what not to do so that you could, so that your business can thrive. And probably avoid some of the pitfalls that one might normally make. So it really is a shortcut, which we know when we listen and kind of open ourselves up to what other people have to offer. That's an incredible gift and incredible um, opportunity to perhaps jump over a few of those hurdles with grace um, or not have to jump over them at all, which is always a wonderful thing. Um in building this business together, um, you've had to sort of bring your strengths. What would you say that you each bring to the business and where are the challenges? I mean, not every day. I mean, I've seen you two together and I know the chemistry is amazing, but there are challenges for any partners in growing a business. And hopefully those are healthy moments of growing as well. So I'd love to hear a little bit because I think we all encounter that in different parts of business and life, that there are the fabulous parts of a partnership and there are the challenging parts. So who wants to go first? <laughs> <laughs> well, we, um, we, we always, we actually, Hillary and I always talk about this because, um, you know, a lot of people have, you know, and she was, she was fortunate enough or unfortunate enough as the case may be to have other business partners. Um, and she can tell you a little bit about that. <laughs> um, but, you know, I mean, it, it's, you, it's so important to have somebody who has different skills than you. Yeah. And that's true in a lot of different respects. Um, you should always surround 
yourself with people who have different skills than you do, because, you know, it just rounds everyone out and it, and it really, um, and, and it makes it so that, you know, if, if you don't have an area of expertise, you always have that resource. But in terms of our business, um, you know, I mean, literally Hillary's the sort of the chief visionary and I'm the person that basically makes it work. So Great. It, th- that's, that's kind of in a nutshell yeah. <laughs> what our partnership is. Um, and, you know, I mean, I have some ideas as well, and she has ideas obviously about how, how we, how we execute, right. but, um, but basically it's I- about ideas and, 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 and putting the plan together to execute them. That's great. Yeah. I, and I mean, I, I, I agree with Wendy and I, I would say that, you know, we, we just, um, we have such a great relationship and, and I, you know, I've like Wendy said, I have had business partners in the past that just didn't work out. And I was able to, I know what to look for and what not to look for. And also how to, you know, I wouldn't say that every single one of those partnerships was the fault of the other person. It was, it was, you know, I had a hand in that too. And now I know what I need, what I needed to work on from a partnership standpoint and allowing, you know, allowing my partner to, to take the reins a little bit. Cause I, I'm a little bit of a control freak and I allow, you know, I've allowed Wendy to really like run, you know, run the ship. And that's been, that's actually really great for me because I, I didn't do that before. And it's, and it's taken a lot of stress off me but Wendy and I just have this relationship and we didn't know each other that well when we first became business partners. We we were introduced through um, our other business partner and friend, but it our relationship has really evolved. She's like my family. She always has my back. And I think it's really important also to allow your business partner to shine too and, yeah. and, to, and to give them the opportunity to... to to learn new skills, which Wendy has completely done. And I mean, she didn't know graphic design, web design, and she now (laughs) knows how to do it. She just teaches herself something. And it's really incredible to have a business partner like that. And, And the communication between us is second to none. You know, if I have an issue, I talk to her about it right away. You don't let something fester. Yeah. And we're, we've been very, very lucky. We haven't really had any disagreements at all. That's, that's no, unusual. And, and the way that we handle that is that we don't, you know, we, we try very hard not to take it personally. Yeah. Um, and, and, and as women, it, that can be challenging you know at what? times. It's a fantastic um, point. You made. And, 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 yep. the, and the key is just to, you know, if you feel something is, you know, get, triggering you a little bit emotionally, just step back and be like, you know, that's really interesting. Like, you know, I, I think I need to think about that a little bit more and let's, let's talk about that, you know, at, whichever, if you're not ready to talk at that time, schedule a time to talk, right. but it's just so important to, you know, where you, where, where you have a difference of opinion, um, to be able to be, you know, mindful of how it's coming across to the other person right. and, you know, and just being, being respectful and having a dialogue. You know, it's interesting. I mean, look, when you're running your own business as you two are, um, 
it's one thing, but when you have partners and there is that dynamic that you have to really learn to manage and connect on and communicate on, it's even more critical because the success of your business is on both of you. And to find that way of communicating that enables you to move forward through something and there will be challenges and there may be moments where you don't see eye to eye. And I think it's like anything. We find it in various aspects of the workplace. We find it in relationships. You know, we have to learn how to communicate and deal with things head on and address them so that we can really support each other in our goal, in our dreams. And this is a dream of both of yours. So it is really precious to hear how you respect one another. You um, really support one another. And yes, there are going to be challenges. What would you say are some of um, your weaknesses that you've had to overcome in building this business? Like, you know, the things you had to learn, the things that made you a little scared that you were, you know, afraid of perhaps failing at it. You know, were there some, some moments for both of you? Uh, online marketing. (laughs) (laughs) It's, you know, since I'm used to building relationships in person and then having to figure that out and and creating those connections from on a virtual side um, has definitely been a learning experience. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how long we've got here, but (laughs) (laughs) should we turn Um, it into a two hour show? Yeah. No, I'm going to be, I'm going to be brutally honest with y'all. Like I, I, you know, I, 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 it's definitely been a tough road for me because coming from like a 20 plus, you know, corporate, um, background, um, going into entrepreneurship is, is, you know, it was, was at some points I felt like you know, putting a round peg in a square hole. Um, and, you know, and, and a lot of it comes with, you know, losing what you felt was security and yeah. getting that paycheck. And, um, and, you know, and as somebody who is fiercely as independent as I am and who doesn't want to rely on other people, um, it's definitely something that, you know, takes time yeah. to, um, to be able to, to, to be okay with. Yeah. And, and Hillary knows this more than anyone else because <laughs> I put her through the ringer at some points of this process. And, um, you know, just, just based on, you know, my, my, my own, my own shit, but, you know, at the end of the day, um, I'm a much happier person now. And yeah. I realize that. And I, um, and I'm so much happier, even though, you know, obviously it's a hard road and you don't, you know, you, you just kind of have to keep going and, you know, building, building your business and, you know, not looking back. Um, but now I'm more focused on that and it just took a while. Yeah, it it really did. It's an adjustment and that's a very normal process. Um, obviously the last 18 months have thrown all of us into a tailspin businesses, personally, all aspects of our lives. How did you sort of sit back and navigate what you were going to do? Suddenly you had this in-person event, business membership community that relied on God, human connection and socializing and networking and getting face to face and having people in a room. And, you know, I was blessed to be one of the few to sort of be part of that startup again. So thank you for that, for both you and for me, it was wonderful. Um, but when you sort of looked at each other and said, oh boy, looks like we're not leaving the house. This, this is going to be our medium of communication for a while. You had to really rethink what you were going to do with the business and keep all these people connected. So was yeah. that a, you know, how, what was that moment 
all about for you? And how did you sort of hunker down and figure that out together? I'm going to let Hillary take this, but I'm going to tell you, this is really the cornerstone of the power of, of community and of mentorship. Yeah. Like this is, our story is exactly anchored in that very, in that, in that very, those two very important things. And, and it's, and, and I want to let Hillary kind of start us off because it's a really great okay. story. Well, I, so we, <laughs> Wendy and I saw it coming really very quickly. You know, once, um, once Italy was shut down, we were kind of like, we need to, we need to figure out what this pivot's going to be. And, and we ended up pivoting in 48 hours. And, and honestly, it was kind of a band aid that we did to start um, because we were like, okay, we know that we're not going to be able to do live events for the rest of the year, maybe longer. And we were in the middle of building. We were going to already have a both a virtual and in-person platform. We were already currently like setting the foundations to build out a mentorship, a virtual mentorship platform. And so we ended up having 13 speakers in 48 hours to do an entirely virtual event series. Amazing. And that is the power of connections. And that's the power of the relationships that Wendy and I have, have built in, you know, in the years that, that we've been in, in our careers. And I've, I've been very lucky to, to meet some very powerful people um, so I've been able to call upon them and say, Hey, would you like to be a speaker for something that may only last two weeks, but we would, you know, we'd love to have you back. And these were some of the speakers that we had already had before and everybody said yes. And it was, it was fantastic. And we started out with a, you know, the, the mindset component, and it was really important to, we, we had to meet people where they were yeah. and everybody was freaking out. Everybody didn't know what was going on. And we wanted to just make sure that not only the members that had come on board when we first launched our membership in January of 2020, but also those who were not members and the people in our community that needed, needed a, a tether really. Yeah, exactly. And we wanted to be that tether for them. Yeah. That's an amazing time. I mean, I probably did not only because of my book, but also because of my business and my agency and where marketing was and live and virtual and helping all of our clients sort of pivot and figure out what to do. I became a guest speaker on a lot of panels and a lot of conversations. And I think you're right. There was something about that. If you could anchor a conversation and create a sense of almost business therapy or personal therapy, Therapy, which is almost what this virtual chat series has become to a lot of people. You were giving people a safe place, place and a compass of some sort for a very crazy time where, you know, nobody really knew, even you guys didn't have the answers, but you were creating a space in which to have the conversation. And whether it was about business and what you're going to do in a year or two or whatever, or whether it's about the here and the now and the, oh my God, and how do I do this? And how do I get through this? And my kids and my cats and everything's running around. And I don't know, you know, like you did create that. And yeah. I think that is a really incredible thing and does speak so much to your community and to your leadership, to both of you in building that and, and having the strength and the courage to kind of say, okay, we're just going to take the bulls by the horn. We're not going to sit back and kind of see what happens. We're going to lean into this and build this from, you know, the ashes of what it is. And I think that's a pretty special thing that you were able to do. 
Yeah. And I mean, I had, I had recently lost my father in 2019 and, you know, I, I was already kind of on that sort of resilience. I've always been very resilient. Um, and I, I reinvent myself a lot. Um, and I just, I felt that it was, it was important to, just continue on and, and figure it out. Right. And instead of, instead of sit in it and be like, Oh no, there's a pandemic. We have to shut everything down. Right. Let's figure out how we can serve people in a virtual way. And we were able to do that pretty quickly. Right. Now it took till June to create the entire platform that we did, but we continued to do the speaker series pretty much on a, <laughs> weekly basis. Right. Um until until we could figure that out and what was amazing is now we have over 100 plus hours of content that we wouldn't have had before. Yeah, which I can attest to is pretty amazing because you there are so many nuggets of wisdom in all these incredible people that have come into your life. Yes. And that's just priceless. It really is because there are so many ways, ways to share that and your community is really leaning into that and counting on you to be able to be that for them. So that's pretty special. So going forward now, as we are starting to come back to live events, um, clearly you've been doing them. We know that there are repercussions to that as well, unfortunately, but What's sort of your game plan now that you're looking to go out there and, and do more? And what do you think you'll do differently that perhaps you were or were not doing with both your business and your events as things move forward? Yeah, I think as much as people had Zoom fatigue, um, I think that there was definitely still an appreciation for um, for for the for, for digital events because, you know, where you have a really busy schedule. Um, it's really, you know, it's, it's more convenient for some people. And we really have to, like, you know, Hillary mentioned, you know, we have to meet people where they're at yep. and people are at different, you know, parts of their career, their, their business. Um, and so we want, we, we, we're going, we're moving forward with a hybrid um, because I mean, initially, yes, we started out as a live event series, but we knew we were, we wanted a digital component, um, mentorship component, because we wanted to extend our reach much further than, you know, the cities that, that we were able to set up communities in. Um, and in fact, you know, we, we have members in 14 different countries. Incredible. Um, and, and that was, you know, uh, it, it was a blessing and a curse COVID. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, but it, you know, it, it, it really kind of challenged us in terms of personalizing the digital experience, but, um, but it also gave us a lot more, it, it allowed us to reach more women. Yeah. Um, it was, it was absolutely, truly amazing. So, um, we, that's what we intend to, to, to move forward with is, is a, is a hybrid model, um, so that we can serve, um, you know, our, our, our members, wherever it is that they're at in their, in their journey. Um, and we, you know, we, we mix up our areas of expertise based on where our mentors teach, um, right. based on what our members really want. Um, and we listen to, to our members in terms of, okay, you know what, what is your biggest challenge right now? Right. Um, you know, name your three biggest challenges. We use that information to be able to seek out top women mentors to be able to teach these quarterly trainings for our members so that it, it actually speaks to them. No, that's fantastic. Um, and you know, I look, I'm familiar with so many of the amazing people that have come and gone in and out of your network. 
who, I, I guess that wouldn't be fair to ask you who was most inspiring because that's like playing favorites, but I will ask you this. What is most inspiring both of you at the moment with what is going on in our world of business, um, women's general business, digital marketing, you know, just, just generally what's kind of exciting you, where are you looking, even when you do start to look at who you want to bring into the room to inspire Mm -hmm. your members and your community, who are the types of people and the types of industries and business that you feel speak volumes to where we're going at, um, you know, as business and in the future? I think we're moving into a more empathetic society. Um, very, a lot of empathy in business as well. Um, that's what I'm, I'm seeing a lot of, of businesses reinventing themselves to be more empathetic and to understand their consumer more and understand. And, and like Wendy said, meet them where they are. And I'm seeing a lot of that. And it's, it's really uplifting and inspirational to see a lot of these companies and companies coming, you know, coming out of COVID that are helping so many, you know, there's a lot, a a lot of, um, a lot of companies right now focused on mental health that are coming out that I'm seeing, um, you know, just some stuff that's going, that's coming across my desk and it's just, it's, it's amazing. And I'm really excited to see some of the femtech that's coming out. Yeah. Agree. Agree. How about you, Wendy? Um, I, I'm really excited about it's it's sort of a to kind of piggyback on on Hillary's last thought is that um you know the the realization and the awakening that you have to take care of yourself because if you don't you're you're not going to have anything else. Yep. Um and that's especially true in entrepreneurship and obviously in 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 the corporate world as well but I think that as women we we tend to want to take care of everyone else before ourselves. And there is, I've seen just a very real attention being drawn to, you know, to basically putting, putting you first. Yeah. Because putting you first really doesn't mean that you're putting others last. It just means that you're able to serve people better. Exactly. You are a hundred percent whole. You're right. And, you know, there's an expression, put your oxygen mask on first. There's a reason they say that on an airplane. It took me a long time when I was younger to figure out why until it really made sense that how could I help the kid or the person next to me if I wasn't actually breathing myself. And I think that is such an amazing metaphor for how we do. And you're right, as women, we are the caretakers constantly. We do not put ourselves first. And so what we're seeing that change in our world and the encouragement to do that is so incredibly powerful. Um, And when we have to even keep reminding ourselves daily, whether it's a five minutes of self-care or breathing or a little meditation or a little walk or Mm -hmm. just, you know, stop the madness and just allow yourself to know that you're entitled, which is a big word that I use in the reinvention space, which is to know that we are entitled to be the center of our universe and take care of ourselves. And I think you're right. There's, you know, we're seeing a lot of growth in that space business-wise and the dynamic is shifting tremendously as far as where money is being invested. So hopefully we'll see a lot of that in your circles with Boss Talks. Um, I'm going to thank Wendy and Hillary for being here. I'm going to ask that anybody that wants to find them, please go to bosstalks.com 
or to either Hillary Gadsby's LinkedIn or Wendy's, um, sorry, Wendy Boyden's LinkedIn page. Um, I just love having you on this show and I'm so grateful for you being here. So thank you. Thank you. This was amazing. Thank you so much for having us. Thanks for listening to The Power of Reinvention. If you enjoyed this episode, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Wouldn't mind a five-star review. It would be greatly appreciated. Also, be sure to visit thereinventionexchange.com to share your reinvention stories, suggest a guest, join the newsletter mailing list, get access to my book, which is called Reinvent Your Life, What Are You Waiting For?, and discover fantastic bonus content with my blogs and listen in to the Reinvention Virtual Chat series. Don't forget to join me next week for another episode. Please share with a friend and thank you for listening. Happy reinventing.